What's up, folks? Uh, taking an ad out on my own podcast just so I can let you know about, uh, once again, these upcoming dates I have for my Hard to Say show. March 22nd, I'm in Denver. March 24th, I'm in Boulder, Colorado. And March 27th, Fort Collins, Colorado. If you're there, if you know anyone there, it would mean the world to me if you let people know about this. Uh, I'm going to be doing more shows as well. Seattle, Portland, Santa Cruz, Bay Area, look out for that. But if, if you could please let people know the 22nd, 24th, and 27th, I'm going to be in Denver, Boulder, and Fort Collins doing comedy about my experience living with trigeminal neuralgia, uh, a.k.a. suicide disease. This is a show I've been working out uh, for a while that, that has been extremely fulfilling and uh, wonderful, uh, you know, despite not being good feeling physically. Um, you know, I know I harp about it a lot and all this stuff going on with my medical situation. This has been sort of my coping and my reason for continuing. So I have, uh, uh, I'm excited to finally do it somewhere else other than Los Angeles. So please, if you're in Denver, Boulder, Fort Collins, go to kyleayers.com slash shows, K-Y-L-E-A-Y-E-R-S.com slash shows. Uh, I have a mailing list you can sign up for there as well. It'll let you know when I'm in your area. That's the best stuff you could do to possibly support me would be that sort of thing there. Thank you very much. Um, I hope this was a, I hope I uploaded this ad properly to my own show. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen. This is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. What is up, everybody? Uh, today's episode, we do fan scripts. We got fan scripts. We got a few fan scripts that you guys submitted, and I appreciate that. They were submitted, and you can still submit them, but we got a few fan scripts that we got in here. They're so funny. They're so good. I had a great time reading some fan scripts. We also throw back and did an old one of my scripts uh, for having never seen Black Mirror, but we have fan scripts in here today. It's so good. I hope you enjoy them. We've got a ton of games. I think it's a long one. I think it's pretty dang long. Uh, we did this with Todd Sklar and Dana Vaughn, who both went on the podcast before. We did my Black Mirror script. We did that. Uh, a lot of games. There's some new games. We got some new visual games too that you got to watch the streams to see that are a lot of fun. It's Twitch.tv/socialdistancing. That's once again you can come find me and everything I'm doing. Twitch.tv/socialdistancing. I cannot believe I got that name early enough and it was available. But we're streaming the podcast there. Yesterday we just did a Harry Potter escape room with Super Producer Rebecca. It's so fun. Um, we're streaming a lot of fun stuff there with this show and with everything I'm doing. But this episode of this podcast right now, fan scripts from you guys, as well as an old Kyle script, just to get the juices flowing up top. I hope you enjoy it. I think we talk about some of my Midwest world ideas too. I hope I'll flush that out. It's a really good time. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for sticking with us while we record these remotely. I hope everyone is doing everything they can remotely and and staying safe and healthy and clean, staying distant if possible. If not, if you're a healthcare worker, if you're working in sanitation, if you're delivering, if you're driving a truck, if you're doing anything where you got to go outside, uh, I appreciate you. And thank you so much. And, and, and stay safe. And we're thinking about you. Please enjoy the fan scripts episode, everybody. Um, 
please find me on twitch.com slash social distancing. It's on there. Go follow the show. You can do that. You can subscribe to the show for free if you got Amazon or if you want to pay, that's fine too. But twitch.tv slash social distancing. I can't believe I got the URL. What a time to be alive. Please enjoy the fan scripts episode uh, and enjoy hanging with Dana and Todd and myself as well. Thanks for sticking with us through all the distancing and the socialing. I appreciate y'all. I hope you have a good Thursday or Friday whenever you're listening. Go back through the back catalog if you want to hear what it's like to be in the same room. It's real nice. Let me know the old stuff you love. Let me know the new stuff you love. I appreciate you. I can't say that enough. Twitch.tv slash social distancing is where you can find me basically for the foreseeable future. Working, streaming, and, and, and even doing these podcasts never seen it. We're going to do a bow straddle, a compliment contest, a spelling bee. You guys can participate. It's going to be really fun. Twitch.tv slash social distancing. Hope everyone's safe. Hope if you got to be going to work and you're helping people in any way, you're safe and healthy and clean. And thank you guys so much. Enjoy the episode. Uh, uh, well, fan scripts. So cool. And I've got more fan scripts. We're going to have to do more of these. Uh, I got a little setup going on. It'd be great. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Um, Oh, and we got a pay. I got. I'm so bad. We got a Patreon. If you want all the episodes and stuff early, and all the uncut everything and ad free everything, it's Patreon.com/slash Never Seen It. You can go there. I got merch. I got pens and a few, like a very few stickers. So hit me up on Instagram or Twitter at Kyleers if you want any of that stuff. Enjoy the fan scripts episode. Come find us streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv/slash social distancing. And most importantly, I hope everyone is safe and healthy and getting by and, and, and doing what they can to, to help curb all this. Thank you. This has never seen it. This is the podcast uh, where I have comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen before. And uh, so we I want to get us kicked off with a script that I actually wrote. I've never seen Black Mirror. We have done this one before, but I would like to do it as a reading before we get into these fan scripts because we've never done it in some sort of weird stream. Uh, thank you, Ligagato. Look at these people following the show. Before we do, I got to keep doing the Twitch stuff. Um, Twitch is awesome. Twitch is great. I learned how to do Twitch last week, and I really like it. It's great. I should probably start the recording. There we go. Well, the episode as a recording will start now. <laughs> <laughs> we have been streaming so everyone's been able to see that so welcome to the podcast edition to be fair you have missed nothing uh, <laughs> uh wow i think i'll write the uh you can follow just right above if, or I, I think above dana there's a little heart you can follow and you can subscribe if you have amazon prime you can subscribe to the show for free there's a star where it says subscribe i think if you click that, you link your Amazon account with Twitch, you can subscribe for free and it helps the show. And if you subscribe, a little GIF of me on Conan pops up and it says, thank you for subscribing. So it's fun for everybody. Um, okay, so I have never seen Black Mirror and uh, this is what I think it is. So let me go ahead and cast this here. Uh, Todd, will you play Plurn? Yes. Uh, I just realized I have to go to my email and get the script. Yeah, that's what I'm... Yeah, go ahead and grab them. I'll grab the scripts. Grab the scripts. They're in your email. I'll keep doing Twitch stuff. Please, please. Classic. Look at that. Thank you for following the show. There's another little GIF. It took me longer than it should have to make the GIFs. Um, but there it is right there. Since, we don't, since we're not going paper scripts, it's all, all digital. We thought the easiest way to save the environment was uh, a pandemic that allowed us to only read scripts over email. So we've done... We've gone green... I only have one printer now in an effort to help save the environment. Thank you, Tiny Lunchbox, for subscribing. Look at that GIF. 
That's great. We're really doing it. Um, Wait, Kyle, are, are all our friends from the last uh, stream here too? I think everyone's here from the last stream. They all say hi and they love you and they nothing has ever gone wrong. Everyone is the saying that. Talking about my arms? The ones I don't know if who I don't remember who was talking about your arms. Uh, Tabularius, thanks for gifting that subscription out. You get all these fun uh, emojis of me as a baby and of my dad and me as Charmander. If you do this, um, if you subscribe, it's pretty fun. We're all doing I it. I thought doesn't Todd have a lot of haters on this show? Todd had some if haters. I remember correctly. Uh, well, I, I had one hater, and we were trying to turn it into a bit that I have lots of haters, but it's really only one. And actually, I think we've made up. I think we're friends now. Did, did you find them in the comment section somehow? No, but I uh, met them. We, I've, like months we followed, ago? I followed him on Instagram, and I like a lot of his posts. Genuinely. <laughs> I'm not trolling. <laughs> oh, you actually, I thought you just meant you get on and like them all to be like, now that's how you, if it, that's how you know you're, if, if liking someone's post makes you friends, then Patrick Mahomes is my friend. That's how it works. Twenty twenty. Fill with hearts, baby. Um, all right. So let's let's talk about this. So I so I I never have seen Black Mirror. Have you guys seen it? it Todd, it seems like something you would avoid. I love Black Mirror. Okay. It's one of my favorite things, and I think it's wonderful. Dana. Um, I've seen a few episodes, like like probably six. Okay. But they're uh, all very different. So. All right, we're going to run a poll during the reading in the chat to see what people think of Black Mirror, all right? I'm just, I'm, the polls are like the only thing I really know how to do in the chat, so I really like running them. All right, we're going to run it for three minutes, chat. You can vote if you love, hate, or have never seen it. I've never seen it. Here's, we're gonna, here's what we're going to do. Um, Todd, you will play Plurn, okay? Classic. Uh, Dana, you will play My Home. All right, you'll be my home. Um, uh, Dana, how do you feel about rolling a few parts here? Good? Great. All right, Dana, you will play uh, my home as well as my phone. Remember, those are very different voices. <laughs> Can't tell if that's sarcasm. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, Dana, you will also be Klebe. And I will play uh, my life, and I'll play everyone else. All right. So, Danny, you are my home, my phone, and Klebe. Is is Plurn a, a person or a sentient being or a phone of some sort? Plurn is uh, Plurn is what I think that uh, someone's first name would be in the world of Black Mirror. Okay. <laughs> and so that's, is Klebe. Uh, that's pretty accurate. Plurn and Klebe are a married couple, and I thought that would be their names. All right. Um, Wait, so, were you? Are my home and my phone two different voices, really? Yes. I can't tell if it's They're good. different people. Okay. Um, okay. All right, here we go. So I've never seen... What would be some good music to play underneath this really quietly? Ooh, something ominous, something... Ooh, you know what would be good? How about Massive that build attack. a perfect movie theme? How about what movie theme? The build a perfect movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to do build something called... Uh, it's a very, like, massive do, 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 do. Hey, I don't want to get sued. Here we go. It's a little different now that we're streaming the stuff. I can't just... Eh, it's not. Here we go. I've never seen Black Mirror. I'll do the wall-to-wall. -wall. Let's do it. Everyone knows their parts. Wall! Interior. Bedroom. Day. A crisp... I just triggered Siri on my fucking phone. The sec... Black Mirror! <laughs> Black Mirror! <laughs> Maybe she should play my phone. Black Mirror! Yes. What is happening? The second I try and talk bad about phones, my phone comes running into this. 
Wait, Kyle, does, does Sarah Squirm know that Wall to Wall has stuck? That has become a thing now? I think she does, and she's appreciative of it. She should what get What does that mean? I just get, went with uh, it. Like, uh, it's like visuals. stage directions. It's, it's brilliant. It's just a term she came up with? I, I I think she said it like it was what everyone uses for it. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty amazing. It was like we were dumb for not ever hearing it before. Yeah. It, it, it awesome. Maybe it's like a play term? I don't know. I'm not sure, but... Uh, Never gonna play. I'll be doing wall to wall unless my phone decides to interrupt again. Very creepy. All right, here we go. Interior, bedroom, day. Does it sound better when I do it like this? Absolutely. Sounds the same to me. Yeah, it scary stories by the, the campfire. A crisp autumn morning, sometime in the future, but not too far in the future. Just far enough into the future where people wear tighter clothes with collars that are shaped a bit differently, but not so far that we have to spend a wild amount of money on set design. Plurn wakes up. He's a guy from the future. He turns over in his bed with super clean white linens and very minimal bed frame. He reaches for his futuristic yet grounded smartphone, but it isn't there. He speaks aloud to his future home called My Home. Hey, My Home. Yes, Plurn? Have you seen my My Phone? I haven't, Plurn. I am sorry. That's okay. Plurn gets out of bed and begins his future morning routine. Interior, kitchen, day. His morning coffee shoots from a hole in the wall into his mouth. The same with his liquid eggs and liquid bacon. Time to consume my morning content. Plurin shuts his eyes and watches TV slash reads the internet, because that's how you do it in the future. Oh, wow. The news. Plurin consumes the, no the news, but then remembers that he needs to find his my phone. He walks into the hallway. All is quiet around the home. The suns, there are two suns in the near future, are rising. Plurin calls out to my home. Uh, my home? Yes, Plurin? What about my wife? I can't find her either. Have you seen her? Um, well, she is in the guest's bedroom. Plurin heads down the hall into the guest bedroom. There, his wife, Klebe, is sitting on the bed. Hey, honey. Why are you in the guest bedroom? Just then, out of the bathroom walks a giant cell phone brushing its teeth. It's my phone, who continues a conversation it was having with Klebe, not knowing Plurin has walked in. See, uh, technically my grandpa is a Bitcoin, but... Plurin interrupts. Wait, is that my phone? But you're so huge. Plurin takes a moment and realizes what's going on. Did you just fuck my wife? I wouldn't say fuck. I mean, we had consensual relate. Did you just have sex with my wife, my phone? In my home? This triggers my home. Yes, Plurn? No, not now, my home. I was talking about my home. I am my home. I was saying it like two words. Jesus fucking Christ. Wow, sorry, asshole. Sorry for doing my job. Plurn turns his attention back to Klebe and his my phone. Klebe speaks up. You're also Klebe, Dana. Oh, right. Sorry. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Too many rules. Plurin, honey, it's the near-distant future. Sure, phones and technology have improved our quality of life, but they also fuck our wives. It's just one of the scary ways the technology evolved that we didn't think about back in the 2010s unless we were super smart, super cool, cutting-edge writers, or Banksy. Thank God Banksy was around to let us know that corporations were bad, otherwise we might have never known. But, but I figured people would always... Assume technological takeovers would be so much more overt, not so accessible and subtle. That's what makes it such a scary story that's easily binged and discussed online. But this isn't just a story. You fucked my phone. 
You ruined my life. In walks an exact clone of Plurn. Who are you? I'm your my life. You asked for me? What the fuck? You said my life, so here I am. Plurn yells out to the heavens. Technology is so frustrating in such a down-to-earth way. While Plurn is yelling, his my life got into bed with Klebe. <laughs> no! Don't fuck my wife. I'm taking back control. Plurn pulls out a knife. Plurn, don't do this. Stay out of this, Klebe. It's between me and my my life and my my phone. I need to take back my home. My home triggers. Yes, Plurn? Shut up! Klebe runs out of the room. Plurn, dri- Plurn dives for his my home, but my phone jumps in the way and is stabbed and begins to bleed out phone blood. My phone grabs my life by the collar and chokes out his final words. Tell them. Wait. Oh, yeah, this is you. Tell them. Yeah, this is me. Tell them. Tell them all to to run their updates. My phone dies. My life looks up at Plurn, who is still mad about everything fucking his wife. Plurn takes a beat and then lunges to stab my life. Wait, no! If you, it's too late. Plurn stabs his my life. His my life begins to bleed. If you stab me, you stab, you stab yourself. My life dies. Plurn looks down and sees he has the same wound as his my life. He begins to bleed out. This is a deep Black Mirror ending. This is really good. Okay. Oh my God. In walks my God, an electronic deity. What can I do for you, Plurn? Fade to black mirror. That was strong. That was very strong. It was too right. It was... Kyle, that deserved a better uh, reader than me. I wish that that Ryan Singer guy was on to read that. <laughs> yeah, also I got very distracted by a dog scratching at my door, so I couldn't remember who yeah, was... You did great. You That's did okay. Great. Yeah, you, you killed great, it. Uh, Apple voice. Yeah. Thank you. All right, guys. You know what time it is. Before we get into all of our fan scripts, we have to play Build the Perfect Movie. Yay! Has anyone gotten a hundred? It's my favorite theme song. And yesterday, so yesterday, combining their powers together, um, Tommy McNamara and Andy Frasco got a hundred percent trying to build a movie. Look at this angle. Oh, I don't have. You're pretty vertical in the stream, so um, right now it's a, you're, the it's only your chin and the microphone. Oh. <laughs> okay. I won't. I won't include the dog. Um, it was, it was the first, the the chat has also got a hundred percent before going against people, but today it is going to be Dana V Todd to try and build the perfect movie and to go first, Dana, you guys both know how this works. I'll explain it in case you're listening and watching and you don't to build the perfect movie. You will get a category. You must combine two movies from that category to build the perfect movie, which means as close to a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes without going over. So... Price is Right rules apply. Two movies. Combine their Rotten Tomato scores. You got to stay under 100. Um, we'll see how this works. First round is Todd V. Dana trying to build the perfect sci-fi movie. You're trying to build the perfect sci-fi movie. And you know what we can do is we can get the Build the Perfect Movie music playing right now. Yeah, so, Todd, please, you will I go first. That's okay. You know it's there. I know it's happening. Todd, you'll, build, you'll, you'll, you'll grab yours. And then Dana, you'll pick a sci-fi movie, and then we'll see where we're at score-wise. Let me know when the music ends, because I don't want to interrupt it. Oh, uh, the music's two minutes long and looping, so... 
<laughs> I guys, you just need to look at this right now. This is just the cutest. Oh, Aww. look at that. Look at that. That's just fantastic. He's sleepy. Um, do I go first? Oh, yeah, you go first, Todd. I'm going to pick... Um... I'm going to pick 2001 Space Odyssey. Okay. So I was going to pick. <laughs> Todd's first movie, 2001 A Space Odyssey. You must get two movies and remain under 100%. All right, Dana, what is your first movie? Well, I was going to pick that one because I thought it would be like 95 or something. Then you still got to get a zero. I got a zero last time. Really? That's true. Actually, wait, can we talk about this for a second? The last time I did this, uh, I picked a movie that I hadn't thought about for 15 years. And then when I went back an hour later and watched the stream, the chat people were talking about it. We were like one together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you're not allowed to use that movie again. I won't. But I will say it was Mac and me. And I have not stopped thinking about that or texting Kyle about it for a week. Yeah. The other time I did this, I got 99. But it wasn't sci-fi. And I don't watch a ton of sci-fi. Um. I'm going to go with, how do I turn off? Sorry. Uh, what is it? It's called, how do I turn off? Sorry. No, sorry. Sorry. Like the main Fowler is texting me. Um, alien. Alien. The first alien. Ooh. Yes. Okay, here we go. Let's review the scores. Number one, Todd, 2001 A Space Odyssey, 93%. 93%. So you're going to need a seven or less. Um, here we go, Alien. Why did it not pull up? 97. 97%. Wow. So you will need a three or less, Dana. A three or less. Todd, you need a seven or less to be eligible here. I'm going to do, and it's got to be a sci-fi movie. Sci-fi movie. Let's say um, Critters 2. Critters? Yeah, 2. The sequel. I'm worried that Critters might have actually gotten some pretty good reviews. Yeah, Critters yeah. is kind of awesome. FYI. We're all worried that Critters got some good reviews. The thing that keeps us up. All right, Dana. Um, you're looking for a three or less here. Um, question, does the uh, Airbud franchise count as sci-fi? Because it's really not in this world. It does, but just so you know, only the first two Airbud movies have any reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. None of the like Snow Dogs type movies are like... No. We've gotten... They like, come up every day. <laughs> I know. I, we talked about it last time. Yeah. I was just like, I remembered that... I didn't remember that there were no reviews, but I remember that there were like 50. Yeah. Crap. Okay. Three or less. Um, what's like a really. Was there a second Gremlins or am I making that up? There was. I think it's better than the first one. And I love the first one. Oh, damn it. Sci-fi is not my genre. Um, I keep thinking of just like really good iconic ones, like The Fly, mm -hmm. <laughs> or like ones that are also going to be very. Um, 
don't know. Um, so ch- chat has thrown out Jason X, Leprechaun in Space, oh, Battlefield Earth. There's some options for you if you're looking for anything to go with. Wait, say those again. Leprechaun X. Le- le- no, Leprechaun in Space, Jason X. Chat's been throwing some stuff out there. Um, Great, I I love Chad. Anyone named Chad? Great. Chat. The Leprechaun people chatting. Space was- the people. Oh, I said Chad. Yeah. Oh, I just was hoping for a specific man named Chad. Is there anyone named Chad that had a suggestion? Uh, yeah, but you know they. Yes, but I can't tell you. It'd be che- it'd be Chad. Okay, Le- Leprechaun X. I need your help. Is that Jason don't... X or Le- No? I'm telling you the Le- movies. No. Those are names no, of movies. <laughs> okay. Um, Leprechaun. Whatever the rest of the word. <laughs> Leprechaun in space. It's, yeah, that makes sense. That's where they'd be. Leprechaun in space. All right. Uh, let's. We got to see if it has enough reviews. Okay, here we go. Here we go. It does. Todd, 2001 A Space Odyssey, 93%. Critters 2, 27. 27%. You're way over. You're way over. I'm out. Here we go. Alien, 97%. Leprechaun 4 in space, 0. 0%. Dana takes it down with the 97. With the 97. Well, oh, the major assist because I could not. That's all right. Think. That's all right. Hey, you went. That's th- my first ever build a perfect movie loss. Jane, John Stockton built a whole career off assists. Don't feel bad about getting one. Oh, don't overlook John Stockton's uh, snub nose defense. He was a, he was a hell of a defender. All right, here Thank we go. You see Chad from the chat. <laughs> so next category, you'll be going against each other here, trying to build the perfect romance movie. Do do like buddy cop romances? Any count? movie where two people love each other, whether it is romantic or platonic. So the bromance is is on. Anything you can convince me of, almost anything here. All right, Dana, you're first. Dana, you're first. Oh, I'm first. As the winner, as the winner of this. Oh, okay. Um, I'm gonna go with you've got mail. That's a lovely. Uh, All right. I'm, I'm gonna go with. Hmm. I'm gonna go with uh, one of the more modern day romances. I'm gonna go with Freddie Got Fingered. Also comes up almost an Airbud frequency on here. It's a great movie. Very underrated movie. And I'm not allowed to type that in the. If I try and make a poll. Uh, Twitch censors the last word and it won't let me send it out. Fingered? Finger? Yeah. If I type in fingered, it's like you can't actually do it. Thanks for following the show, Mr. Ligma Cock. Um, Is that censored? No, it's C A U L K. Oh, that's unhealthy. That's how, yeah, it's not good for you, but if, you know, if it's raining in LA, you do what you got to do. Um, I, I like that a lot. I all right, here we go. To... Todd, Freddie got fingered. 10%. 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. 10. That is. So you got some work button. to do. Dana, you've got mail. 69%. 69%. So perfect number, not a perfect movie. Pretty tight. Pretty tight. Um, okay, wait. I have a good one for my next one. All right. So, Dana, you're up first. High number goes. I'm um, looking for a 31. A 31. 
American Pie 2. Which which romance in that one would you like to focus on? Which romantic storyline? <laughs> <laughs> if you could clue us in on what prompted this in your head. Stifler? Stifler's mom? Yeah. Stifler's mom. Okay, cool, cool. Todd? That's about uh, 31%. Frederick got fingered, Frick? Uh, I'm going to go with another uh, Todd classic here that I feel like I'm bringing up. I'm going to bring up Sheryl Crow uh, with, well, not really, but with Leaving Las Vegas. All right, here we go. Dana, you've got male 69%. American Pie 2, Electric Pieloo, 52, 52%. Way over. 52%? I guess we all like that one. I guess we all like that one. It was the Blink-182 soundtrack that really Should I have done over. American Pie 3? We can I see think. what American Pie 3 is. I feel is like I should have done 3. That's 54%. Yeah. What? It's American Wedding. This is... Let's keep going through these numbers here. American what Pie 4. Yeah, actually, camp? keep going. American Pie 4, 45%. American Pie 5, 45%. That That's, last one was really funny. American Pie 6, Beta House. Feels like it has nothing to do with it. And I don't think it has enough reviews. All right. What age are they in American Pie 6? This is all, I think it's like one of their younger brothers is now too old and it goes off of him. It's called Beta House. Um, Great. All right, here we go. That's got to be a Stifler's brother thing. Can Todd qualify here? We have Freddy Got Fingered and Leaving Las Vegas. Freddy Got Fingered 10%. Todd, Todd, leaving Las Vegas, 90%. That's a perfect 100. Todd, your outfit I am the captain now. Oh, wow. wow. You're blowing them up, man. That's a golden perfy right there. That's two in two days. Wow. This is the first single person golden perfy of all time. That's I'm almost as amazed as the other day when we all said Mac and Me together without knowing it. That's crazy. It's crazy. I've never even heard of that. What is that? Mac and Me is a movie made by McDonald's that is a ripoff of E.T. That is literally what it is. Was it, like, released theatrically? It was a very frequent rented movie in my house. Did it, like... Wait, so it was... It had, like, a theatrical release, or was it, like, it came with, like, a Happy Meal? I don't even know. It didn't come with a Happy Meal. No, I mean, it had a theatrical release. It's happy if you've ever seen that. It? If you've ever seen that clip of Paul Rudd on Conan, where he plays the same video every time he goes on Conan, it's from yeah. Mac and Me. That's that's from Mac and Me. Paul Rudd was in it. Oh. No, he wasn't. He just plays a clip from the movie Mac and Me as his movie's clip every oh, time he goes on Conan. Okay. As like, I knew that he did that bit, but I don't remember the clip at all. I can't believe it. Um, we've done wow. Mac and Me Tea. Someone put that in as a before and after. We've done Mac and Me Tea before about an alien that meets another alien and then they're both aliens and they go to McDonald's. That's, that's really good. That's really good. Um, okay. Well, we're going to get back before and afters. We got to leave uh, Todd on that perfect one right now. And we got some fan scripts yeah. we have to get to. That's incredible. Golden Perfy. I, I got 100. I'm so happy right now. Golden Perfy. Um, all right, the next one I want to bring up, this is a script for, written by a fan, this is a script for The Birds. So don't tip anything, uh, but this, so you guys pull up the scripts. Uh, Dana, you'll be playing Sarah. Todd, you'll be playing Albert. You guys, I sent you the entire script. 
Oh, yes. Um, and so I'll do the wall to wall. But once again, uh, uh, Todd, you'll be playing Albert. Danny, you'll be playing Sarah. Uh, big shout out to the, whoever wrote this one. I, I don't have all the information anymore. I'm sorry, but you'll know it's your script um, as we read it. If it's you, this is a fan has never seen the birds, but they rewrote what they think it is. Uh, here we go. Exterior, San Francisco. That one spot where the Golden Gate Bridge is visible in the background. There's a lot of birds out there. Wow. There are a lot of birds out here. Yeah. This is freaky as hell. Fade to black. Perfect. Great script. They got it right. Great script. I think they nailed it. There were so many birds. There were so many birds. Um, I'm just, what I'm most happy about is the effort put into writing it, making it a PDF, sending it to me. Um, having us sit here. I'm going to drop it in so everyone can see the whole script right here in the middle. There's drop the whole script formatting. on the chat. Perfect formatting all all across yeah. the board. It's all good. Um, Cole Hag screenplay yes. rules. Very well done. Really great. Really great. Really great stuff. All right. We're going to play another <laughs> game. That's so fun. No, let's do another script real quick. Uh, we have a script for Analyze This. Someone who listens to podcasts has never seen Analyze This, but they wrote what they think it is. And so you guys want to pull up the Analyze This script dot doc. Oh, yeah, it's a dot doc. I'm using some Microsoft Ooh, Word here. Mm-hmm. Taking some time to open this. We're getting clippy. All right, so... <laughs> Uh, here we go in this script. Uh, Todd, you will play Joey. Dana, you will play therapist and Maria and ER doctor. Okay. Hold Uh, on. It's still opening. That's okay. (laughs) The doc X takes its time. I'm going to give you a little cheat sheet uh, tip and trick here. You can just open up that doc in uh, text edit. If you just right click on that, on that doc doc X file there, you want to right uh, right click on that. It'll just open up in text edit, get you real smooth and swift there. It's it's getting there. It sounds all right. Well, okay. I got it. Perfect movie, Todd. How do you feel? I feel great. I have to be totally honest. I feel like it wasn't really me. It was Freddie Got Fingered. That was the power of Tom Green and the perfection of that movie. Right. Okay. Well, you know, you will be playing therapist and Maria and ER doctor. And I will be doing the wall to wall and I'll be playing Angelo. And this is all mobsters and anyone else who shows up. All right. So this is Alexa. Thank you. Oh, God, it's going to trigger more robots in my house. This was never seen by Alexa and written with her and her friend uh, Google Mini Speaker. Truly, here we go. As never seen by Alexa and based solely on the hilarious snippets my dad told me throughout my adolescence and his weird romanticizing of mob movies that must be rooted in our vaguely Italian heritage. <laughs> I have a terrible New York accent. Great. Okay. I do too. Great intro. Uh, wait, me saying Alexa triggered someone's Alexa. That's fun. Uh, this is Analyze This as Never Seen by Alexa. Interior. Evening. God, I swear to God, black fucking mirror. Ah. Why is it listening? I'm not even saying its name. Interesting question. It is an interesting question. Get out of my brain. It's jealous. Insane. Insane. I don't want to. 
Look, I'm not trying to do this to make anyone spend money, but Alexa, order $5,000 worth of ink pens. Let's see if that triggered anyone's thing. All right. Interior. I hate you, phone. Interior. Analyze this. Never seen by Alexa. Interior. Evening. A tall floor lamp with a navy blue shade shines an orangey light in an otherwise dingy office. Everything looks dusty. The lamp has one of those long golden chains for a cord and it swings slightly back and forth in front of what we can only assume is a 300-year-old grandfather clock. A mostly bald man with thick round glasses sits in an armchair beside the lamp, diligently note-taking on a yellow legal pad and handwriting just neat enough for us to be able to make out the words textbook mommy issues scrawled between the other notes. Joey speaks up. Say, uh, Doc. Uh... We've been doing this uh, thing here for a while now. Uh, when do you decide I'm, uh, you know, fixed? <sighs> Mr. DeLuca, we've discussed this before. Therapy is really more of a personal process. There isn't a finish line. So, sounds like my chiropractor. And uh, now that's got me on the hook for every other week, huh? You know, I got things to tend to. Joey stands up from the chase lounge and walks toward the door. Call me if you have any sort of epiphanies, eh, Doc? Joey slams the door, not angrily, just very assertively. We need to convey through body language he is in charge. Now the audience knows this guy is powerful and not to be fucked with. Cut to exterior day. Joey and his associate, Angelo, sit at a restaurant table outside with that shitty plastic white and red checkered tablecloth on it. It's stapled around the edges of the table to hold it in place. Why are they always stapled? The two mobsters are eating chicken parm sandwiches, the same lunch they eat every day. People are bustling by. I'm Angelo, right? Yep. Hey, uh, hey, oh, he's he's not the boss, so his voice is probably higher. Hey, uh, hey, how's, how's it going? How's it going with the shrink, eh, boss? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know, asshole? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, I, I care about your well-being. I just want to make sure you're all right since that job went bad. You seem a little, uh, shaken up, you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm on it, capiche? He gulps, he gulps down, down, his down last the last sip of water, water. And shakes the ice around in the now empty glass. Sweetie, uh, I could use a little help over here. Oi, Teresa Brunette Young, and with absurdly bright red lipstick for working in a restaurant with an outdoor patio in the middle of the day, rolls her eyes playfully and walks towards the men smiling. Hey, boy, it's a thirsty today, aren't you? Uh, she says in a flirty but tough way as she fills their waters. She's hot, but she's not batting her eyelashes and being cutesy. You can tell she knows what's up. After all, these guys eat the same fucking sandwiches here every day and talk very publicly about all their illegal plans. So she does know what's up, and she uses it to her advantage. Maria's a bad bitch. Did I? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm Angelo. You got that right, sweetheart. It's been a very busy couple months for us. Say, how about a couple of cannolis on the house? Maria goes to the kitchen for the pastries that these assholes can definitely afford to be paying for. They're wearing expensive-looking suits, and their handguns are sticking out the back of their slacks as they slouch in their chairs. She brings back a plate with two cannolis on it and a paper bag filled with two more. For the ladies. She smiles and sets them down. I love this broad. Always looking out for our girls. He eats both of the cannolis from the to-go bag. (laughs) 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 He eats both of the cannolis from the to-go bag. 
and I lose my spot. Oh, here we go. And Angelo wolfs down the two from the plate. The cannolis have literally never made it home to their wives, the intended dessert recipients. Angelo licks his fingers. Let's go get us some creeps. <laughs> hey, boss. Interior, later that night, Joey, Angelo, and about five of the mobsters in black leather jackets stand in a dark, mostly empty warehouse in front of some big wooden crates. There are probably guns in there or drugs, maybe. It's obvious yet... Is it obvious yet? I don't really know what mobsters do. <laughs> Anyways, the garage-style door of the warehouse starts to open, and three more men walk in, because this is a mob movie, and no women can have multiple multi-dimensional or powerful roles. Uh, enter... Dana, do you want to be this next character? Oh, God. Sure. Enter Pablo Escobar. <laughs> Mr. DeLuca, I presume? Oh, sounded just like him, Dana. I, I, I didn't even know how to start that besides sounding offensive somehow. Uh, let's, all right. A young Pablo Escobar struts into the dimly lit warehouse. The hot pink collar of his button-down shirt flipped up dramatically over the floral printed pattern on the lapels of his jacket. He's flanked by two big guys in sunglasses who I guess are the bodyguards we always see in these types of movies. And you must be Jose, huh? He actually knows his name. He's just being racist and kind of a dick. One of the mobsters slips and falls over a crate, startling everybody and accidentally starting a shootout between the two groups. Hey, get down, boss. The job's gone bad again. Joey dives behind the boxes and grabs at his chest in pain. Is he having a heart attack? Maybe. That's definitely the implication. Cut to interior hospital room day. An ER doctor speaks up. Well, Mr. DeLuca, we can't seem to find anything wrong with you. Your cholesterol is a little bit high, but not bad. I think you just had a panic attack. Do you know what may have made you feel anxious? Angelo is standing in the corner of the hospital room and trying his hardest not to laugh at Joey because obviously good mobsters don't have anxiety. That's not manly. What a mutt. What a wuss. <laughs> I'll take it from here, eh, Doc? Angelo escorts the Doc out of the room. Sir, wait, Um, we're not really finished. Angelo shuts the door and cuts him off. It's not like he says. I know it. He pull, Joey pulls his suit jacket on over the hospital gown. <laughs> I've been doing this shit my, all my life, and it never bothered me. I know, boss. Let's get out of here, huh? The two walk out of the hospital and get into Angelo's car. He drives a few blocks and abruptly pulls over, puts the car in park, and shoves Joey out of the door onto the sidewalk. Joey is stunned and realizes that this is the office his therapist works in. The fuck are you doing, Angelo? I'm sorry, boss. It's just what's best for you. You gotta figure out what's wrong with your head, you know? Analyze that shit! He slams the car door shut and drives away, leaving Joey on the sidewalk in an open-back hospital gown and his suit jacket still on top. Analyze uh, this, asshole! Joey flicks Angelo off as he drives away, fade to black, and... That's a great little movie right there. That's a good yeah. movie. The only good. thing missing was a, but it's a me, Mario. <laughs> oh, man, I have not seen, which was this? Analyze this? I haven't seen that before. I actually haven't either. It sounds I, like if they nailed either. it, it's just The Sopranos. I think I will say this. I know for a fact all dads like that movie, so she she nailed that for sure. Yeah. He or she wrote that. Uh, yeah, I think she really did nail it. Oh, wait, it was Alexa. Yeah. Alexa. Do we have Do her you... Twitter handle? I like following the fans on, on Twitter. Uh, I don't know. I don't have it handy. Did oh your God. Alexa just trigger? Yeah. We're being taken over. What an episode to do. How... What an episode. I have through... headphones. That's bananas. Through the headphones. Alexa just heard us talking about it on the other side. 
strong. So confused. I mean, it's this kind of a nightmare. I what a weird day to do Black Mirror, and then this all comes up. It's a Mia Pablo would have worked. I like that. Um, oh, yeah. Great script. Great script. All right, it's time now to play versus the chat. Build the perfect movie. Oh shit. Wait, first the chat? So the two of us together? The two of you will compete against the chat to try and build the perfect movie. Okay? So what we want to do, you guys are going to try and build the perfect, boring movie. It's a boring movie. You guys just have to tell me why you think it's boring. If most people don't think it's boring, we are trying to build the perfect movie. It's you guys versus William Chatner. That's what we call the chat. Oh, that's really good. Um, so, chat, you start throwing out movies you think are boring. I have one. All right, Dana, you Who and Todd, first? you and Todd, we'll just figure. You guys Dana, have to come to a consensus. Off. You guys can come to a consensus. Um, I I keep thinking of like a French New Wave or like Italian New Realism. Ow. Or uh, those aren't boring. Those are great movies. I think no, great to me does not mean bore. Like boring does not mean it can't be great. They're not mutually exclusive in my mind. Like it can just mean like slow pace. That's fair. Like, well, this isn't either of those, but Roma is pretty boring. Very boring. Very very boring. I'll agree with that. Absolutely. But and probably well rated. So that that yeah. puts us in a good sweet spot of now we know that, that what we're looking for on the other side. Yeah. A uh, birth of a nation getting a shout out from the chat. <laughs> uh, pretty boring. River runs Let me through think it. Of a bad boring movie because I feel like Roma's probably going to be up in the like the. I 90s know. Or I know. All right, um, chat. Your poll is going up. You have Jane Iyer, you have Ides of March, and you have The Postman, and you have one minute to vote, and that will be your first movie. Poll is up top. If you're in the chat, go to the top of the poll and uh, the top of the chat, and you can vote right in there. You have one minute to vote. Ides of March was impressively boring. That's a that's a really good call, uh, chat. That's really good. Yeah, I like to think of like a boring good movie as a movie my grandma would like to read. Yes. I like bo- boring but not forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so what do you did Roma, you guys settle? I don't know. Roma is going to be pretty high though. So that Yeah, I got to think of a bad one now. A bad boring movie. Like, I'm going to go with um uh Ooh, uh Battlefield Earth. Wait, do we not hear the the score of the first one? Well, you know it's going to be really high, so you can start yeah. to go ahead. So if you guys want to do Roma for your first one, all right, chat. You, you got don't about have to. you got about fifteen seconds. Okay. All right, chat. But some people don't even know what the postman is. So that looks like it's going to win for him. Hmm. All right, chat. You your first movie is the postman. Uh, team Dodd. Tried to combine it. Uh, Team Dodd. Your first movie is Roma. Roma, 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. 95%. The Postman chat, 8. 8%. Looks really boring, too. So, chat, you need a a boring movie that is a 92. And Team Dodd, you're looking for a boring 5 or less. I feel like I know Battlefield Earth has bad reviews, but that's not a boring movie. So, that'd be cheating. It's pretty boring. I think it's actually one of the more boring movies. Yeah. I feel like it's not boring in how bad it is, though. There's constantly stuff going on. It's just insane. But if Dana thinks it's boring, it qualifies for you. That's the thing. I mean, I do find it kind of boring. All right, chat. But I'm also not... I'm not a big sci-fi person, so it could just be... 
All right, let's go. For not let's go with it. I feel like that could be five percent or less for sure. That is has my dinner with Andre. Oh, that's so good. That's such um, a good point. English patient so would be good, and Schindler's List. Yeah, I can't. that's an uh, interesting one to call boring, but yeah. All right, chat. Well, it's, you know, some people just don't like fiction and sci-fi. Yeah, that checks out. All right, chat, here you go. You got one minute. English Patient, Schindler's List, and my dinner with Andre. Happy Passover, everybody. Let's see if Schindler's List can win you a game. <laughs> All right, chat's got your photo. You guys going Battlefield Earth, Team Dodd? Uh, yeah, let's do it. All right, chat, you have one minute. Looks like English Patient is running away with it right now. What do they need, 93 or something? They need a 90... Would they have the postman? 92. Okay. Postman effectively killed Kevin Costner's career. His star was burning brighter than anyone's in the history of Hollywood, and that ended it. That and Waterworld. That's a pretty impressive uh, feat for a movie. Yeah, I mean, he... Yeah. Uh, what you said, I am nodding my head to as though I thought it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. We're so close. Chat, you're going with English patient. Here we go. English patient. Chat. All right. Here we go. The postman. 8%. 8%. English patient. 85%. So that's a 93. It's a 93%. Oh, Pretty good. 93%. So here we go. Team Dodd. Roma. 95%. Battlefield Earth. 3 Three percent, crazy. That's a we got a ninety-eighter. Yes. We got a ninety-eighter. That's strong. That's very strong. Wow. 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 All right. That's the first time I think we've had two qualify in a while. I'm kind of amazed that that has three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's yeah. kind of astonishing. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, Team Dodd taking it down. We're gonna do one more against the chat here. Okay. Yeah, so I'm fun. going to. Here we go is what we're going to try and do. It's a little complicated. So my favorite Jim Carrey movie is The Truman Show. I would say it was a perfect movie for Jim Carrey. So you guys are going to try and build the perfect Jim Carrey movie, which is two movies whose Rotten Tomatoes score add up to as close to The Truman Show's score as possible without going over. The Truman Show is a 94%. Circle is 94 so your goal is 94 to build the perfect. We did this with Nicolas Cage the other day, and 46 was National Treasure score, and it was much harder. I should have looked up the movie score before we did it. To build the perfect Jim Carrey movie, where you go as close to 94% as possible without going over. So you guys discuss your first movie, maybe your strategy here. I'm going to take a look at the chat and put up a poll. Okay, now I'm just going to come at this from a numbers standpoint. And as a Jim Carrey fan, I feel like the tricky thing here is there's going to be a lot of movies in that like 30 to 60% range. He's kind of a divisive uh, uh, comedic actor. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I completely agree. I also like instinctually want to be like the first Ace Ventura and like the last one. <laughs> they're both great movies. But they're uh, both great. But I think they're both very poorly reviewed. I feel like we should go with Eternal Sunshine is going to be our like our highest rated, I bet. Is it going to be too high? Because you can get disqualified after one movie here. All right, chat. Yeah. Your, your poll is coming up. You have Earth Girls Are Easy, Ace Ventura 2, The Number 23, and Batman Forever. 
You have one minute. Four really good ones. One minute to vote. And now let's do you guys let's can do liar liar. That might be positively reviewed. I feel like that was in his. I peak think that would 16. be in the middle too. I think it's probably fifty-ish. Maybe I think it might 16. be higher, maybe. I yeah, don't really like it. Let's give it a rip. Let's we'll, we'll, I'll, okay. we'll start with liar liar. All right. All right. So Dodd we'll is going with liar liar for their first movie. So here's my idea. I want to really. I think it'd be so fun to make an app that you can do this. So it basically just like aggregates Rotten Tomatoes and you just type your movies in and you can play as like a group. I think that'd be a f- like some sort of digital thing to where people can play this without having to yeah. Google it the whole time. Because people always tell me they play this game. Really? But there's just so much searching of stuff. I feel like that's probably an easy thing to do with like APIs and like bots. And- I think so too. Yeah. I bet you can make it like a website pretty easily. Um, right. Build More than yeah. an app. Right. And then, yeah, that, that's probably much easier because then you could just pull from Rotten Tomatoes. All right, yeah. chat. You got like 10. Okay, Earth Girls Are Easy is chat's choice. Here we go. Liar, liar, Team Dodd. Choice. 81%. 81. So you're looking for a 13. All right, I was real wrong. A 13 or lower. Or chat went with Earth Girls Are Easy. 67%. Wow. 67%. So chat, you're looking for a 27 Chad is looking for a 27. Not bad, not bad. So start throwing out your, your second movies, chat. Team Dodd, what are you we thinking? we can go with the first Ace Ventura, Dana. I think that is going to get us in the sweet spot. Um, really? No, maybe not. No, it was you need such a, a hit. You need it a 13. Like, I don't know. I went with my 13. grandma. My grandma took me. She was babysitting me that day, and she did not look at me the same after that. That was like a real departure point in our relationship. So so you're basing uh, critical reviews on your grandma looking at you. She has a pretty way. pretty middle of the road taste. I feel like she's a good uh, barometer of how America felt about it. Or the critical yeah, response. If your grandma is Roger Ebert. All right, chat. You got Mr. Popper's Penguins, number twenty-three, Batman Forever, and uh, I'm not going to let you do Sonic the Hedgehog because I think it was well reviewed. And and Dumb and Dumber. What's number twenty-three? It's like Dumb a... and Dumber. He's not in Dumb and Dumber, guys. He's in Dumb and Dumber. No, two, I think they. Is... I think they are both. And in... yeah, he is in Dumber Dumber Two, not Dumb and Dumber. You're right. You're right. Dumb and Dumber Two is so funny. It is yeah. unbelievably. Funny. All right, but I'm putting it in there. That's your poll, chat. You have one minute. Popper, 23, Batman Forever, Dumb and Dumber 2. What should we do? I think Batman Forever was... We, we shouldn't do any of theirs. I don't think... Yeah, I know. that. Although, I don't even know what number 23 is. Um, I've done number 23. I, was The Mask well-reviewed? I loved The Mask. Yeah, I think so it was. So, uh, I think it was, too. I think... Uh, um. Wait, no, I think you're right. I think the first Ace Ventura was poorly reviewed and then was a, a box office hit. Yes, I concur. I agree. I think you're right. Although 13, very sad. Is, that's 13. Low. 13 yeah, that's is. What else was he Number 23 it? is running away with it with you guys for a chat. I don't, because I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Number 23 is like a horror sort of movie where he was dramatic and it was really, really, really bad. What do you think of other ones that people did like? I think I think we should go with Ace. I think that's our our, our best uh, our best bet. Yeah. All right, chat's going with number twenty three. You guys want to go with Ace Ventura? Is yeah. it like retro? Okay, yeah, let's just do it. All right, here we go. Liar, liar, eighty one percent. Ace Ventura, forty seven. Forty seven. Yeah. Earth Girls are easy, sixty seven. Number twenty three, eight. Wow. Eight percent. Eight percent. Chatter takes it down. Coming? 
I number 23 is here's the critical consensus jim carrey has been sharp in a number of non-comedic roles but this lurid overheated and self-serious pot boiler is not one of them it is clumsy unengaging and confusing right let's see what could have won it for you guys dark yeah. cr dark crimes is a zero what is that um he really doesn't have too many under 10. Once Bitten is 18. Those are his only two under 10. Is wow. the number 23 and whatever Dark Crimes is. So that really was your only move was doing Build a Perfect Movie. I boxed us into a, a bad zone there with Liar Liar. That was my fault. Um. All right. All right. So let's take a break real quick. I'm going to stop the Build a Perfect Movie music so I can think. Um. And we'll, we, we'll be, you guys can mute if you want, but we will. I'm going to play a song and we'll be right back in like two minutes. We got to get into another script. Let's do, I think, how long is a podcast normally? This feels about the length. Um, let's do, I didn't even read this one, but I, I want to do it because Todd has never seen any of these Marvel movies. We have someone Hell who has yeah. never seen Captain America. Checo is the name of the person. They've never seen Captain America. Thanks. <laughs> um, they've never seen Captain America. They rewrote it. So go ahead and pull up. This person, first off. This person broke down how many lines each character has in their character description page for casting oh, like purposes. Ever? Yeah, wow. Um, so, 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 Dana, you're going to be Captain America. Uh, hell yeah. Once again, this is someone who's never seen Captain America, but they wrote it as a fan script. Thank you. If you want to write, uh, uh, we'll do that all at the end. Dana, you'll be Captain America. Todd, you'll be R. Lee Ermey. Hell yeah. Oh, I can't even do a good impression of him, but I appreciate that. I'm going to try it. That's, yeah. Um, I, I will be... A.D.R. Lee Ermy. That's really funny. <laughs> that is really funny. Um, Todd, you will be Bucky Barnes. Cool. I will be Red Skull. Todd, you will be General. Um, Dana, you will be Young Boy and Father. Yeah, it checks out. And uh, I'll do the narrator, all right? So everyone know who they are? Uh, who's doing the wall-to-wall? -wall? I'll do the wall-to-wall. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> See, I purposefully didn't say it because I wanted you to call it out. I can't not think of that song every time you say wall to wall. Yeah. Oh, that's what. Here's to you, Mr. Wall to wall. <laughs> I know. Yes, that one. That exact one. All right, here we go. I've never seen Captain America by Checo. Thank you for the script. Thank you for breaking down the amount of lines everyone has. Interior. Army recruitment office. The room is full of inexplicably shirtless, fit young men. There's enough six-packs in this room to get any frat on double probation. Everyone's at least six foot two and 180 pounds of pure muscle, except one scrawny, five-four, pale twink front and center. Arlie Ermy marches angrily past the line of young men and comes to an abrupt stop in front of the small guy. And where are you from, son? Sir, te Texas, sir. Only the early wow. army. Oh, sin sinners and winners come from Texas, and you don't. Look I see much the joke like now. I see the joke now, and I fucked it up because I forgot. Okay, no, this is a great joke. This we have is... we have we have PC'd up Arlie Army here. We're doing this again from the, the top. Arlie Army. This is high level comedy right here. I'm very impressed. Right. I am now. I am the postscript. I I Arlie Army marches angrily past the line of of young men and comes to an abrupt stop in front of the small guy. And where are you from, sir? Texas, sir. 
Only sinners and winners come from Texas, and you don't much look much like a winner to me, so that kind of narrows it down, boy. Do you suck eggs? Sir, no, sir. I bet you're the kind of guy who'd give a man a firm handshake and not even have the common courtesy to look him in the eyes. Sir? Listen here, you puny maggot. You can't go fight the Jerrys like this. If they saw us throwing an Ant-Man at them, we'd be laughed off the battlefield. We're going to send you to the Science Boys for some special training. Sir, do I get a say in this, sir? Smash cut to a montage of Captain America getting shots and being scienced up by a bunch of people in lab coats. A narrator comes over. We can rebuild him. We have the technology. We can make him better than he was. Better, stronger, faster. The montage ends with Captain America in a Ridley Scott-inspired claw-footed bathtub full of blue water from Star Wars. The set design is just really inconsistent. The room is full of LED lights, even though they won't be invented until 1962 and won't be commercially available (laughs) until 1989. (laughs) Captain America bursts out of the water grasping for air. I told you I could hold my breath for eight minutes. Captain America climbs out of the bathtub. He is now six foot two with a lean, very muscular build. Put some clothes on, you fat maggot. We're going to go meet your squad. Exterior, military base. God, that LED light thing. Bucky Barnes and some nameless soldiers stand in a line. R. Lee Ermey and Captain America walk towards them. Captain America is wearing his red, white, and blue superhero costume. Men, this is your new squad leader. Arlie Ermey experiences a tense moment of existential dread as he realizes he never learned the name of the man he just spent a month and a half molding into an unholy abomination. Captain America. (laughs) (laughs) Am I Bucky Barnes? Is that right? Uh, I think you said I was, but you you should take it. I'm still Arlie Ermey. Is, isn't your name Steve? And how are you a captain? Didn't we enlist together? Did you graduate from West Point during that montage? You don't even have a captain insignia on your... That's not even... That's not what you're wearing at a battle, is it? You you know we're not wearing dark green for fashion, right? They will see you coming a mile away. Here you go, Captain. The cherry on this all-American Sunday. Arlie Ermy and Captain America... Arlie Ermey hands Captain America a round metal shield. A shield? Shouldn't I have a gun? A gun? (laughs) Guns are for... Kittens. Bucky Barnes looks disappointedly at his gun. (laughs) It's made of pure MacGuffanium. It can't be dented, broken, or shattered. It is completely invincible. Well, that covers defense, but what if they're more than five feet away? Haven't you ever heard of a Frisbee? Come on now, give it a throw. Actually, uh, uh, although flying discs have just started becoming popular, they won't be called Frisbees for another 15... Bucky Barnes is interrupted when the shield hits him square in the chest. The shield ricochets around the yard until it hits each each soldier in the squad, knocking them to the ground. Then the shield returns to Captain America and lands perfectly attached to his forearm somehow. Well, that works for me. 
All right, man, we're shipping you off beyond enemy lines. Your mission is to hunt down the Red Skull and stop his evil plans. How will we know we've found him? Arlie Ermy walks away as though he didn't hear Bucky. Fast forward through about 50 minutes of disjointed action. It's pretty much a born movie set in World War II, but he's really into disc golf. And there's probably a romantic subplot with a nurse because every other World War II movie has one. Uh, yep. Eventually, Captain America's reckless heroic wh- heroics whittle the squad down to just Captain America and Bucky Barnes, who are sitting at the edge of a cliff overlooking an alcove with a table under a tent and rows of chairs lined up like pews in a church. A man with a red face that looks almost like a skull stands at the table and the chairs are full of well-dressed Nazis. Do you think that's the guy we're looking for? I mean, if that if if that isn't Red Skull, I cannot imagine who is. All right, let's get down there and Frisbee fuck his face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if they had called it that once in any of the Avenger movies. They got a standing ovation <laughs> when good. he said he had America's ass. All right, here we go. Shh. It looks like they're getting started. All right, Todd, you be Red Skull. I'm the Red Skull? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, what kind of character is he? He's probably a bad guy. He's a Nazi. Yeah, you so I'd say he's, pro- he's, pro- he's probably bad. Late. Now you shall have the glory and honor of being the first destroyed by my new ultimate power. Yeah. Where are you? I don't know what you're reading, but yeah, that's the right line. <laughs> Isn't that the Red Skull? No, it's a good voice, but we're... Oh, on. I went too early. Hold you on. went too I'm early. Back. Let's, let's take that one from the top. Yeah, all right. So here we go. Bucky Barnes and Captain America are, are listening in on Red Skull. Um. Now I. Oh, there it is. Now I shall open the tesseract and reveal to the world unlimited power. The crowd of Nazis ooh and ah and Sig Heil. Red Skull opens up a softly glowing Rubik's cube. Builds a tool of complete victory. With this, the power of this cube, the whole world will kneel before the Fuhrer. Red Skull begins twisting and rotating the cube quickly. Captain America stands up and points at Red Skull. That belongs in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really funny line. <laughs> Captain America jumps down and throws his shield into the crowd of Nazis. Wait, what are you what are you talking about? Bucky Barnes jumps down and joins in the fist fight against the Nazis. You fools are too late. Now you shall have the glory and honor of being the first destroyed by the new ultimate power. Red Skull opens up the cube and a bright light bursts out. Cover your eyes, Bucky. Captain, yes. Captain America covers his face with the shield. Bucky Barnes covers his face with his arm. The light bursts forth from the cube, melting all the Nazis' faces, while Red Skull screams in pain before poofing into a cloud of smoke. Bucky's arm melts as well, but Captain America is unharmed. Well, Bucky, looks like we did it. Are you kidding me? We didn't even have to be here. They would have defeated themselves just fine without us. You lost so many men to get here. You shot Johnson for cowardice back in Verdun. How can we ever return to normal life after this? So your role there, Buckaroo. You aren't going evil on me, are you? No, not evil, just anti-establishment, I guess. (laughs) Bucky Barnes is like forwarding InfoWars links to Captain America. (laughs) I lost your reading of that, too. (laughs) A series of newspaper headlines outline the end of the war and the success of Allied troops against the Nazis without ever mentioning Russia. (laughs) (laughs) 
The final front page shows a picture of Captain America on an aircraft carrier with a mission accomplished banner behind it. The camera pans down from nice. the newspapers to a small office with R. Lee Army and an army general in it. Uh, all, Dana, be the army general. Do you think the captain can return to normal life after what we've done to him? We'll keep him somewhere safe. He's a powerful man. Research should be done. Oh, it'll be fine, I assure you. We have top men working on it right now. Who? Top men. Cut to Captain America in a cryopod in a wooden crate. The top the top is placed on the Solid. crate and nails are hammered into it. The camera pans back and up as the crate is wheeled into a massive warehouse full of identical wooden crates. Credits roll. A clean-cut uh, middle-aged man. Love it. Uh, Todd, it's a mid-credits scene. This is so good. A clean-cut middle-aged man in a nice suit with a wide-brimmed hat obscuring his face walks into a young boy's bedroom. The young boy gets up from his bed. Dana, you're both young boy and father. <laughs> Daddy, did you bring me any presents? Of course I did. He reaches into his pocket and pulls out a softly glowing Rubik's Cube and hands it to the boy. Oh, thanks, Dad. I love you. The young boy hugs his father. I love you too, Tony Stark. <laughs> The kid, the so solid. The father looks directly into the camera. It's Stan Lee. <laughs> the end. Wonderful consistency. Love a good Indiana Jones reference. That's one of my favorite scripts. That was great. That was it so was, good. It was that whole like being uh, the the bunch of people in the wooden boxes. Doesn't oh, that, that happen? So good. I think That's so. Indiana Jones. Oh yeah. I no, but seen... like, doesn't that happen? Like in the Captain America. Like he's. Cairo or like frozen or whatever. He's cryogenically frozen He's for a long time. Yeah, everyone's cryoed up. That was so I feel good. Like you got to get Ryan Singer on the pod and have him read that one. That was so good. I think you did an okay job, Todd, and everyone loves you. And I affirm your beliefs and your emotions. <laughs> That's my new favorite fan script. Sure, he's Ryan Singer, but you're Todd Talker. Hey, I'll take that. Oh God! Ooh. All right, guys. We got before and afters, and then we're done. I don't think we'll get to Kate and Leopold another time, although I do want to do this Kate and Leopold script sometime. Um, we just ran so long playing before and afters, but we got some uh, playing perfect movie. We got some before and afters. Play before and afters. So how this game's worked, Sam, 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 Sam. How this works is two movies have been combined into one. I will read you the plot of that new smushed together movie. You have to tell me the new smushed together. What is happening, Dana? Are you scratching your fingers on a chalkboard? No, fake is looking cute, and then, oh. it, uh, <laughs> and then and then I tried to show it and it just failed. All right, here we go. So I'll tell you guys the plot. You guys tell me the title of the two movies smushed together. This is before and afters. Here is number one. Oh wait, we have other games after this, but they're all quick. Number one. A group of soldiers are sent to kill one of their own who has gone crazy in the Cambodian jungle and started pulling off massive heists with a crew of magicians. Apocalypse, now you see me, now you don't. Whoa! I had the first half. That was a good one. That was that so was fast. Really good good that was so fast. Yeah. Wow. All right, next one. In the midst of a family in the midst of family and neighbor drama, a suburbanite's midlife crisis causes him to fall for a young woman who agrees to captivity in his castle in exchange for her father's freedom. American Beauty and the Beast. Wow! 
Well played. All right, 16 more. Here we go. Uh, two more, two more. A father searches for his son across the sea by befriending a forgetful fish and recruiting a shape-shifting demigod that can navigate the ocean and fight threats standing in their way. Finding... What's the second one? Yeah. And how does it involve the word Nemo? All good questions. Wait, can you say the second part again? Father searches for Sun Cross, recruiting a shape-shifting demigod that can navigate the ocean and fight the threats standing in their way. Is that... What is Aquaman? Is he just a... That is not man? Aquaman. Okay. Shape-shifting... demigod. Like a... Thor? No, Thor's not. Who's the shape-shifting demigod? Uh, do you want to know who the shape-shifting demigod is? Yes. Yeah. Uh, he is played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, um, uh, Finding the Scorpion King? It is not. The, which rolls off the tongue, a perfect before and after, Finding the Scorpion King. <laughs> <laughs> what other rock movies are there? Um... Someone in chat got it. Someone yeah, said, this is a good one. Someone said School of Rockwaman. <laughs> All right. No. You guys ready? You guys ready? Oh, uh, uh, what's the Disney one? Yep. Mona. Finding the Mona. Oh, Finding the Moana. Moana. Ah. Wow. I was not thinking Moana at all. All right. Last one. A dress designer's life is turned upside down when an enchanting woman decides to broadcast his entire life as a reality show. The Phantom Thread. Phantom Truman Show? Yeah, the Phantom. Yeah. What's a, a woman decides to what? Broadcast his entire life as a reality show. Is that an Ed TV reference? What do you think? Phantom Thread TV? Yeah, that's a real Ed TV Wow. Phantom Thread TV. Kyle, I don't know if you know this, but you might find like a residual check just for mentioning Ed TV. That's incredible. Star Avenue, a podcast network.